Anything Goes podcast, the best geek and pop culture podcast broadcast from Long Island, New York. I'm your host, Timothy Rooney, and we're back starting a brand new series of episodes that's going to be continuing all the way up until November. And you can tell from the title, we're talking about Justice League, and we're talking about a very specific branch of Justice League. We're talking about the Justice League animated TV show that was ran from 2001 to 2004 under the DC banner of the animated series. There was a continuation of like the Batman and Superman uh, adventures. And there was also had like there all that that series also included like Static Shock, the Zeta Project, Batman Beyond, etc., etc. And I knew there's only one person who'd be willing to talk about an animated show in this detail with me, and because he's my consistent co-host for most of the episodes, so there's only one person that could be with me. Now, is he with me today? Hello. How are you? I'm, well, it's Dakota, if you haven't figured that out. I meant to say who, but somehow how came out of there. I, and for some reason, I, pronu- I pronounced that as, like, walk-in, and I didn't mean to. It's just how I'm articulating myself here. Now, I blame Batman Returns that I, I viewed last night. Batman. Bruce Wayne. Why are you dressed just like Batman? Batman. And I know my friend Matthew, who listens to the show, him and I have been battling... Which Batman movie's better, Returns or Forever? And there's only one real answer. It's Forever. And so, <laughs> let's jump into our secret origins. Sometimes I am Bruce Wayne, but then sometimes I'm Batman. But a lot of the time, I'm kind of like an entity of the both, but I can't explain it. But mainly, I'm Val Kilmer. <laughs> no, 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 no. He's not just Val Kilmer. He's, I'm your Huckleberry. Now, Johnny Ringo, it looks like somebody stepped over your grave. As we're talking about Justice League here, where we were talking about the first three episodes, because we're going to be taking this by story arc, because there's so many episodes, and most of them are two-parters or three-parters, so we figured let's do it like that. So let's start with the three-parter that opens up the series Secret Origins. Let's jump into that right now. first introduced to justice league to begin with uh justice league i i was a kid that was um and was it this show or was it comics or anything no it was this show that turned me on to what justice league was and i did i mean i knew i was watching the batman the animated series i was watching superman the animated series and then justice league came out uh roughly around the same time that batman beyond was was airing as well yeah which is obviously it was like 2000s it was like the following month Mm -hmm. batman beyond ended yeah. Because this premiered in November of 2001, and Batman Beyond, I believe, ended in December 2001. Yeah. So, yeah, pretty much. Uh, so, yeah, I was a kid. I was in fourth, fifth grade. I was watching it uh, on w, Kids WB. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I know Cartoon Network picked it up later uh, later in syndication. 
But yeah, I was watching it on Kids WB mainly as a kid, and I I enjoyed it. Right. I mean, obviously, um, I reviewed this on my own uh, through my own like cartoon binge watching. Uh, I did a review of Justice League, Justice League Unlimited. So where can I, I find it? Uh, dwdrawings.demonart.com and also uh, cartoonbinge.blogspot.com. Cool. Yes. Plugs. <laughs> not just, we, for, we not have, just for kids. <laughs> or butts. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm no, sorry I made an ass out of myself, you know? Oh my god, it's starting. <laughs> what? Viewers. Listeners. Are you, are you telling me there's a leakage no, of puns oh coming my, from here? Jesus Christ. <laughs> I haven't made like a single pun all day. Just, and you're just waiting to unload it all on me. <laughs> Uh, I should have brought a rain. I should have brought a raincoat to just to better my odds of surviving this hailstorm of puns that's going to happen. Well, and I know I let myself open to a bunch of weather puns right there. Well, I'm not going to rain your parade for this, exactly. But the Doppler 3000 says uh, <laughs> there's plenty of puns on the way. Chapa four, chapa four, go on. Uh, so. Yeah, no, so uh, initially I loved the show, and then when I went back and rewatched it, there's some good gems in the show. Um, it has The show does have its problems, but ultimately it, it is still true to Batman the Animated Series and Superman the Animated Series. Right, and much like you, I was introduced to the show like with the kids WB, and this was a time where I was kind of not, like, I did not watch Batman Beyond and Justice League as religiously as I did. Superman animated series and the Batman animated series. Like mm-hmm. I, had, I was kind of like at arm's length with those series, and and I, I kind of like questioned the fact. Like a lot of people, and I know this question you brought up. Like why the why would Batman be in a Justice League? And it's not until later when I realized that there's a reason why Batman's in the Justice League because he's a tragist, and he's yeah. and he since he is the man amongst gods, pretty much when it comes to depending on which team mem- to team iteration you're dealing with here. You need that kind of ground level kind of thinking and emotional core for the viewer to be dealing with those stories. Yeah, but also on top of it, like, I mean, you will probably touch on this later in the episode, but Batman technically doesn't say that he's going to be part of the Justice League. No, but if you like, need my help, I'll be, I'll be there. Yeah. By the way, rent for my space station is X amount a month. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, 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 I know, like, we'll, we'll jump to the end right there really quick. When it says, like, Suman asks, like, how is there a satellite up here? And it's like, well, it's one line item that kind of... In our, like, sp- in our... In, in Wayne, our Excel Wayne, te- Wayne Technologies space research... Excel sheets that I just kind of yeah. um, uh, finagled, and that's why that's the Watchtower a- is, like, off the books. Who the fuck built it? It's, it's probably the same people who built the Enterprise on Earth in Super Bad, uh, I mean, Star Trek 2009, where the, when the Enterprise was supposed to be built in space. It's like, wait, that's not supposed to be like that. And why is there so many questions that brought up of the fact that that's there? You're like, I don't understand why the Watchtower was built be- uh, previously before this and for what purpose. And now nobody realizes it. It's the same people that probably built or made uh, uh, a lot of the stuff like the Batcave where Batman killed them all. Probably. It's the same yeah. same burial ground where Vicky Bale is in. Yeah. It's the only explanation. Yeah, like, it's, it's, a good explanation. It's, like, it's like as soon as it, at the end of Batman Eight Nine, he goes home, Vicky's way in the in the in the uh the Batcave, he pushes her down the chasm where she almost fell in after they initially went to the Batcave. Anyway. Moving on. So with the Justice League, like I like I eventually got back into the show 
when it came out on Netflix and the DVDs were out there that I got back into it and I was like, okay, I understand why I like this, why people like this show. And it got me into the comics where the first iteration of the, I started reading was the Grant Morrison's run in the 1990s, which is often heralded as one of the best runs of the JLA. Mm-hmm. Now it's very different. It's because you look at like Grant Morrison's writing, because it's always been out there and kind of very trippy. Yeah. Whether it be his Arkham Asylum, whether it be his Doom Patrol or Animal Man. But he wrote a lot of that stuff sober. Now, by the mid-90s, he started taking a lot more, like, as he mentioned on his podcast, The Fat Man on Batman, but he started becoming using more hallucinogenics. And you see that, whether it be The Invisibles or his JLA run, you're like, oh, he had a good time writing this. Oh, yeah. And it's not a bad t- anything to take away from his JLA, but I think from a creative standpoint, it's like, okay, I understand where this kind of decision process w- was coming from. And then I... When I cherry-picked the New 52 that I've read, Justice League was one of the things I read be- because of Jeff John's writing and Jim Lee doing the initial issues and everything. So that was always interesting for me to read. And I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. And then from another podcast that's covering the Justice League International, which is an 80s run, which is kind of like how I describe you. It's kind of like a sitcom version mm-hmm. of the Justice League where it's kind of the kind of the B-level characters with Batman. And it's, it is very comedic-based, and it's kind of like how the Brave and the Bold TV show was going to eventually turn into, eventually, if it continued on, where it's just Batman and this kind of weird rogues gallery of B-level, uh, or I quote-unquote B-level superheroes. Right. And at one point, like I got to the point where Batman finally quit, because him and uh, Captain Flag of Suicide Squad eventually got into a fist of cuffs during an altercation, and both teams were like, uh... How do we break them up? And then a few members try and grab them. They're thrown back by Flag and Batman, and they continue <laughs> fighting. Batman loses his one of his ears has been ripped off. So he's got he's got one ear, and that's the point. Like Beetle, Blue Beetle picks it up and gives it to him. Like you dropped this, and he's like, "I quit. I'm sick of babysitting a bunch of morons," and leaves. And you're like, "Oh, Daddy just got pissed." Yeah, and like Guy Garner, who's who's had a concussion, he's been like, "Oh, gee shucks, everybody's like starting to cry." Like, I'm gonna miss Batman and everything. And it's a great run of Justice League uh, comics. I, I can't wait to continue more with that when I get the trades. And so, getting back to the TV show now, Dakota, mm-hmm. what is the synopsis of the first episode of this arc? So, the first episode of this arc is the, how pretty much the Justice League comes to comes together. Uh, Come together. Earth has been invaded by what I would... The White Martians. But they're not technically White Martians because they invaded Mars. Yes, and they kind of assimilated into creatures that were... Since they like, changed their biology, basically. Two Martians. Yeah. But they're... So I, I wouldn't want to call them White Martians. Right. But they're White Martians. Yeah. And- um. So uh, the White Martians have invaded Earth and they're setting up and they're making preparations for the... Uh, them to take over Earth to essentially feed on mankind and terraforming amongst it and, as yeah, well. And, yeah, and making the ter- uh, blocking out the sun on Earth and living among Earth until the food runs out. Yeah, and it's up to Batman, Superman, and a bunch of other superheroes to fight to fight and defend Earth. Right, and it's very indicative of like how the Justice League's comics are, is because. It's a threat that's so big and so massive that the team has to come together. Right. Like, in Justice League, the Justice League comics was introduced, or the team, I should say, was introduced in Batman, Brave, I mean, like the Brave and the Bold, number 28 in Mar- March 1960, where an alien invasion happened, and each one of the heroes, and the heroes include Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Martian Manhunter, 
um, Green Lantern, Aquaman, and The Flash. Mm-hmm. And all of them realized that they could not take him out this threat all by themselves, and that they came together and defeated the the threat. And they would always have to come back together when a situation would arise. Very much like how this show is. Yeah, minus uh, replace Aquaman with Hawkgirl. Yeah, and not just saying we will not see Hawkman. We, I mean, I mean Aquaman, Aquaman. We will see him later on. Not until I think Justice League Unlimited. No, he shows up and not part of the team, but we do see him in an episode, an arc later on, when the Atlanteans make their presence known to the surface dwellers like i haven't seen it in a while but i yeah for some reason i thought that was unlimited for some reason because it has one of my favorite moments in dc animated history is when i'm pretty sure if i I could be mistaken i'm pretty sure ocean master has set up aquaman and Mm -hmm. and they brought him out to like kind of like where the underground like volcanics are and um or where the where like earth's core is kind of cracked open and left aquaman and his son to be roasted there and as the kind of the uh, tectonic plates approach each other and they're going to be melted away and, and be killed. Right. And Aquaman is chained to the rocks and he's trying to get himself loose and he's trying to cut the chain with his uh, Aquaman emblem that he took off his belt. And his kid's crying, the music's swelling, and he, he just raises the emblem one more time and he swings it down. Next time we see him is in Atlantis with his child missing his hand. Yeah, with and that that's, weird harpoon hand. That's how his harpoon hand came about. And I always yeah. thought that was one of the most dramatic moments in DC animated history. Okay. Okay. I, I stand corrected. But it's okay. But, yeah. Um, so, it's interesting because, like, okay, because you're the bigger science nerd than the, of the two of us. You're the bigger one. Am I? I believe so. I, I think I'll... Like, okay. Because you watch at least more Animal Planet than I do. I watch a lot more Discovery Channel, yeah. And, and Discovery Channel. Now... I do not know what the gravitational qualities of Mars is, but I think don't you think the gravitational would not they would not be like the moon? Like that's the one thing that I know. Yeah, like no. The, when the, uh, they opened up with the two astronauts on Mars, bouncing through, about, and, and they're bouncing like, about. No, it it would be closer. It would be close. It would be somewhere in between Earth's gravity and the moon's gravity. Right. So you can walk more normal on Mars, but there is some lightness in, in it. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to go out and say, like, this is 100% fact, but this is what's been depicted in a lot of things that I have watched on Mars and stuff like that. And right. Also, the movie The Martian, which mm. has been helped by NASA, mm. uh, depicts more of a Earth-like gravity on Mars. Right. And it's funny, like, the opening scene of this episode is like, I want to watch The Martian again. Like, I, yeah. I, I, I It's essentially it. what The Martian could have been. Yes. I mean, if it just went... Horribly, it would be worse if, like, if somehow that situation ever got worse. Yeah, for Matt Damon. Oh boy! And I love because, like, the two the two astronauts are exploring. They dig up a piece of rock that cracks open the ground. One of the astronauts falls through to find these ruins, mm-hmm. and he decides to open the ruins. Yeah, with just a simple pickaxe. Now, okay, the ruins are not going anywhere. I, I wouldn't worry about that. Granted, that could be an exit. Going through that way, yeah, I wouldn't open those doors. I'm like, you, you deserve what you got coming to you, guy. It just seems like, also, uh, I'm not sure how great of a seal Martian Manhunter did on sealing those doors. If a if a if an astronaut dealing with gravity in a big suit like he is can manage to open those doors with a just a titanium pickaxe, pretty janky. It, it, yeah, it's like, oh, come on, like, like. I understand. Was like, I held it together. 
with tinfoil and bubblegum. And I have all out of bubblegum. And I ran out of bubblegum halfway through, so I just shoved more tinfoil in there. <laughs> <laughs> so, we cut to Earth two years later, and we find that they're at this Metropolis uh, satellite station, um, that their aliens are already on Earth yeah, in they're... disguise. Yeah. And we're introduced to Batman. It's redesigned. Your your feelings on this redesigned it's Batman? It's slightly. It's not heavily redesigned from um, uh, the fourth season of ba- Batman. The new Adventures. Yeah, the new Adventures. Um, there's a little bit more definition in his body, um, and his ears are pointier. Yeah, that's really about it. Right. Maybe he has more of a bigger his. His tumor-like chin is still about the same. Yes. I'd still have Batman get a biopsy on that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, he's there. Uh, he's checking out because uh, the Wayne, Wayne uh, Enterprise's deep space, deep space monitoring satellite went down, mm-hmm. and they be- then he believes someone has tampered with it. Right. So he's investigating this satellite relay. And he interacts, he tries to stop the aliens who are trying to use their technology on the Metropolis satellite. Yeah, but they're freakishly strong. Yeah, and it's something we don't really get to see that often is the Batman using the bolas. Yeah. And I, I was like, we've seen batarangs, we've seen like the zip gun, but like bolas, like you rarely see, at least in this animated iteration of mm-hmm. character. True. So I thought that was really cool. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah to use that. And of course, I just thought of Bowls Q, Bolas 007. And Q throwing the bolas and blowing up the mannequin head. And that was from... Was that For Your Eyes Only? It might be. It was a Roger Moore movie. I know. But I'm just saying, like... Sir Roger Moore, wherever you are. Yes. Anyway. <clears throat> um, and we're to Superman. Yeah. What well, I don't... Uh, Superman is, does... Like, his body's the same from the animated series. But they give his... They add cheekbones to he, him. I thought they aged him up. Like he looked, it, it, he looked it, radically aged him, and I thought that was. I'm like, because I'm watching it on my TV down here. I'm like in my basement. I'm like, um, does he look older, or is it just me? Does that's he have old? cancer? <laughs> I mean, I mean, uh, Batman's got a tumor chin. I mean, maybe just uh, dealing with like super villains is just like, like it's very cancerous. Batman, Superman doesn't need to eat something because he's still toned. But why is he like? Why is his face so thin? I mean, like, I think he sh- he hasn't seen the sun in a while. I think he needs to spend more time in the sun. He gains his power from the sun. Might as well maybe fly towards the sun and just soak up some rays a yeah, little bit. I don't. I I never liked how they did that with his with the chin bones. Yeah, and he gets a no, bit- not chin chin bones. Uh, yeah. cheekbones. Right, chin bones. <laughs> I have chin bones on my cheeks. <laughs> the crimson chin. <laughs> and Superman goes to intervene with the aliens escaping, and then he gets these flashes of like visions. Uh, it, it doesn't like it's like Superman shows up, need help, and Batman goes no, and he's like, oh, they don't look so tough. I'll help you, Bruce. Like totally like not Bruce, but Batman. And so he like makes to go help, and then all of a sudden he gets hit with like psych- like a psychic brainstorm of it. And, ah! And visions look like a Jackson Pollock tri- uh, painting, and, and he everything. falls on the ground. And Batman's like, "The fuck just happened?" I, I did notice something like, "Oh, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, Dakota's gonna have a field day with that because you're not a fan of Superman." No, I'm not. And I am a big Superman fan, so I, but I understand like, it, it's just another scenario where Batman had to save fucking Superman's ass. 
Well, for, there's a lot of saving that goes on amongst the team oh in this in this three-parter, but we'll get to that. Yeah, but no, but yeah, it's like, okay, so he falls. Batman's now distracted, allowing the two, three aliens to counterattack and, and blow, blow up, up this, the fucking satellite. Right. And it cuts to later on where Senator Carter is observing that we should get rid of all nuclear weapons and Superman is a boy with that. It's Superman quest for peace. Yeah. It's like... Beginning at noon tomorrow, I'll be uh, eradicating all nuclear weapons. And then, and I really was like, wow, this is like, this is Quest for Peace done right here in this moment. Yeah. I found really funny. Hi, ladies and gentlemen, I, why is the why is Senator Carter doing this and not the President of the United States? Because it's a setup to be paid off later. Yeah. And so, at the same time, invasion! Yeah, which, once again, Senator Carter is addressing the U.S. people. Where the fuck is the President? Uh, hiding? That's more of an explanation the show gives, okay? I, I, yeah. And yeah, I guess so. And the question I have here is, like, is this the biggest scale event that's happened thus far in at least Batman's tenure? In Batman's tenure, yeah. No, in Superman's tenure, I do believe that uh, Darkseid uh, inv- uh, invades the Earth with his, with his army. Right, with the... Um, Parademons from Apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny. I made a joke on Twitter of my buddy Richard over in the UK. Him and his buddy Ollie, both of them have been on the show before. And they do like a kind of review show where they're on camera and talk about new movies and everything. And they post a picture of him in Ollie's chair. It's like, what does it mean? I'm in this chair today. And I'm like, oh my God, Richard's got the Mobius chair. We should all be very, we should all be very scared right now. And he just goes, boom, back. And I'm like, and I, the last tweet I sent, like, huh, man opens boob tube to apocalypse, more at 11. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so we had this extended battle between Superman and Batman trying to take out the the White Martians. Yes. And we get a little bit of, uh, we see earlier on, we see Wally on the news. Wally West has the Flash. Yeah, we're not, uh, which I, yeah, I'm surprised that... Uh, Looking back, I'm surprised that they went with Wally West Flash instead of Barry Allen. Because Barry Allen was still dead in the comics. Oh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until Jeff Johns were, uh, brought him back in Flash Rebirth a couple years later. Okay. So, I mean... Which, I like the whole thing where they're interviewing uh, Flash on the house. What, what do you think about Superman uh, being like the peacekeeper of the world? And Flash is like, hey... I'm the fastest man and, in the world. And I can't, I, can't, I can't even, like, maintain world peace, so I don't right. know what the man in blue is going to do. Yeah, and, and it's kind of like a joke because, like, there's, there's a line from Watchmen where I, uh, Night Owl asks uh, Ozymandias, like, if the Russians actually launch new weapons against America, can John, Dr. Manhattan, stop all this? Like, even if he stops 99% of all the missiles coming at him, whatever is left can eradicate everything that's on in America or on Earth. Even Dr. Manhattan can't be everywhere at once. Yeah. And I'm like, that's, that's the gist of it. And I'm like, okay, I can see that. It was, okay, this this initial battle that, with the launching and the, the tripods, very H.G. Wells-like. Oh, very. Um, did this go on too long at the end of this episode? What, like the tripods? Yeah, because I feel like with Batman and Superman uh... trying to, and then Superman getting another vision and realizing what he has to do and leaves the scene of the attack. It, it kind of dragged a little bit. I because, mean, it, like, okay, like, I guess, like, one of the biggest criticisms of the show, I don't want to get into criticism of the show overall already, but it's, like, it's very, a lot of the anime and DC animes that is very action-based. Yes. 
and I feel like this kind of went on a little bit longer. And I and I wonder because we have we have everybody's introduction in the next episode. I wonder if if we cut down this initial battle first, we could have gotten everybody in introduced at the end of the first episode. Uh, well, I don't think they could. I mean, I think they, they did this where it's like, okay, we can extend this battle out a little bit more in the first episode. That way we don't shortchange anyone's introduction in, uh, by tacking it on to the episode one. Okay. I can see that. Then. Yeah. But it, it, they still kind of shortchange, uh, Green Lantern and Hawkgirl. Yeah, because they because we we get they just show up. Yeah, we get introduced to Wonder Woman on Themyscira, and and it's funny. I was watching this, but like I watched it last night. I'm like, I just want to go watch Wonder Woman now. I want to go want to go watch the Wonder it, Woman it's movie again. Weird because like like listening to Wonder Woman, um, who was she played by? Um, Wonder Woman was played by Susan Eisenberg in the show, right? And she does initially. This is how I thought Wonder Woman talked, right? Now I have Gal Gadot. Yeah, in her in her like accent, in her, her, her Israeli in uh, her Israeli accent is just like oh that sh- that like just an accent, not an, not an American accent, but right. like a European like accent mm. totally makes Wonder Woman more plausible. Right. So it's a little weird now. Like okay, so she has an American accent. Okay. I mean, but then again, there's been so many different iterations of Superman and Batman and Spider-Man yeah, in the past, so, so you just kind of like you it just, roll it, with it's it. just It is another rendition of it, and I'm not going to take away the fr- the show from that. Right. And at the very end, we get um, uh, introduction of Martian Manhunter that's been held captive in the American government. Yes. John Jones. John Jones. And next episode, it opens up. <clears throat> uh, we get the introduction of like John Jones and Superman and me. He's like, okay. I trust I trust him because we telepathically linked. Yeah, and Batman just immediately does not trust him. Yeah, Jean Jones tries to shake his hand. And Batman just kind of looks at him. Superman's like, "Don't take it personally." He doesn't trust anyone. Good, a w- good, a wise policy. Yeah, because <laughs> I love like five minutes later when Martian Manhunter is injured saving Batman. Batman's like, "John, John, <laughs> take the bitch see in the Batwing." <laughs> it's usually reserved for Robin, but he's not here right now. <laughs> It's it's funny, like, I remember because, like, because Superman broke into this governmental government facility to break John out, and Superman, John, and Batman uh, leave the facility and surrounded by army, mm-hmm. army men that turn out to be white Martians in disguise. Yep. And it's that moment I felt like a child again. Yeah, I mean, it was just like, okay, ooh! Like- I was like, and I'm just sitting there, and I'm like... Uh, like I had like some Ritz crackers and like my water. I'm just and I'm just like <laughs> sitting on the floor because I it's my most comfortable when I'm sitting down there watching TV. And I'm like, oh my god, I feel like a kid again. Yeah, actually, this is very reminiscent. Um, the more I think about it, this is very reminiscent of uh, blah, 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 Justice League: A New Frontier. This episode, mm-hmm. which is very similar, how they all joined to get together uh, with John Jones, kind of like the catalyst of how they joined together, right? Um, I'm not a huge fan of the movie, uh, Justice League, uh, New Frontier. It's been a while since I've seen it, and like, it's, um, it's kind of vague on me it right now. It opened up really, really well, but then just died. Te- teetered? Okay. It, it slowly, progressively got more boring and boring, even with the final action piece, you're going like, okay, when is this over? Really? Yeah. Justice League Doom, and it's not. Yeah, no, it's not, but that, still one of my favorite Batman, two-man Mar- Martian Manhunter quotes. Right. I have ten. I bought a ten thousand dollar rock for the for the blue guy in Metropolis. I just need a penny for a book of matches for you. 
you want some ice for that burn? Clearly. <laughs> so I love like while they're trying to escape from the attack of with John Jones in the Batwing with Batman, they pull like, they're going through this kind of cavern in like uh very top gun style. Top gun and like very independent day where they like they <laughs> Uh, maneuver their way through the mountains and like and the, the canyons, ships, and the canyons, and the ships can't, and they crash. I'm like, and I'm just like, well, I want to watch Independence Day right now. John <laughs> yeah, Jones is like, Batman, the pilot successfully piloting through the canyons are three bit, eight hundred seventy five to one. Don't never, never tell, tell me, me the odds. Yeah, so we should take that scene and just put the asteroid field piece from Empire Strikes Back underneath it. Like how awesome that'd be. And so the Batwing is, is taken out of commission. And at that moment, that's when Green Lantern and Hawkgirl show up. Yes. Your feelings on them? Uh, overall or in this episode? Uh, this, in this introduction, in an episode overall. I mean, I, like I said before, I feel like they're shortchanged their introduction. Like, okay, Green Lantern catches the Bat, Batwing and then helps fight off the remainder. Well, he doesn't really help fight off the remainder of the alien Hawk forces. Hawkgirl does. Hawkgirl with her, like, magic mace destroys the rest of the fleet i i've always been a fan of hawk girl yes and that's, um, that's what I, I kind of like if we don't get hal joined as a seventh member for justice league in, in november I'm like please give it to hawk girl give it to hawk girl yes yeah. um but uh yeah john jones like he, he's like sorry i'm late there was an uprising in the bubba bus sector because the green lantern corps are like police officers of the uh, of this of space yes so it's just like okay fine yeah and, and, and just like and then flash shows up just zips in. Hey, Batman, you dropped this. He holds the bat, bat wings, bat, uh, bat wings wing. And I, but I love the moment where they're firing lasers at Batman and then who, who deflects the laser bolts? Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. And I'm like, which in this rendition, she can fly. Yeah. Which I think is, which we don't know if she could really fly or not. I don't not. think she can fly in the movie. No, I think it's like leap tall buildings in a single bound yeah. kind of thing. Yes. Um, I'm sorry. It's <laughs> not <laughs> so twice in theater saying, I want to watch it again. So, same year. Like, uh, I want to go see it again. Anyway. Um, yeah, like, Wonder Woman shows up and Flash is like, hello. Hello, nurse. nurse. And because that is Wally West's speed, if we're going by the Young Justice kind of uh, characteristic. Oh, yeah. Just, hey, babe. How's it going? You want to stick around with me? And she's, and she's just too polite to say no. Or, or just has no idea what's going on. Yeah. And, and like, everybody's just like, what? Like, Flash, <sighs> shut up. And we get the flashback of what happened on Mars with uh, John Jones telling you about the upri- the invasion by these parasites that turned out to be white Martians. Yep. And he was the only person left, and the only thing that killed them all was his nerve nerve gas that he engineered, locked him away, that was eventually found by the, the astronauts in the opening of the first part of this uh, trilogy of episodes here. Yep. I had a very Terminator vibe from this. Especially like 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 he's hiding behind like ruins, parts of the city. He's taking his guerrilla warfare. Yeah, it was very it was very like opening to Terminator. Yeah, and so I like I watched it and I was doing like the five notes like dun 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 as he's doing that and especially also in the first one where you see Kyle Reese have that that flashback when he's with the other woman who gets killed by one of the HKs earlier on. And, like, they're throwing grenades at the big HKs and blowing them up. I'm like, wow, this is very Terminator-like. Mm-hmm. And um, I always found it a bit interesting because we have this reporter that's reporting on all the attacks that's going around the world. Right. Why the hell this was not Jack Ryder, 
who's a kind of like a famous kind of character that's in the comics, and he's in he's in Arkham City, he's in Arkham. Uh, oh Knight. yeah, yeah, you're right. And I'm like, why is it? It's, it I forget what I did not write the other guy's name because it's not stupid. His name anyway. It was like Spunk something or. Or Spence, or I think. Okay. And I'm just like, what the hell? Or like, get, like, Summer Gleason back. Yeah, I'm just like, uh, anybody. Uh, Vicky Vale. Yeah, like, to somebody else, like, I'm, I'm presuming this guy probably is from the comics, and some fans like, no, he's from blah, 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 blah. <laughs> we are making fun of our listening audience. You yeah. realize that. I do that, the, I do that so often, though. Yeah. But you do rarely, like, lash out anything. So I feel like this is kind of like your kind of safe place to do that. Yeah, this is where I get all my frustrations and angers out of the world. You're welcome, listeners. I was going to say, like, you, <laughs> I, I just realized, like, I'm the person that has to deal with your venting. Yeah, I apologize. It's okay. At least it's a healthy medium instead of just me, like, doing shit. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I was just imagining things like, well, what could you be doing? Like, and the things I've said is like, they really like make people uncomfortable. Like, I'm going to stop there. Yeah. Um, and so the White Martians reveal the new part of their plan when they're, they're trying to blot out the sun with their terraforming. We weren't sure who striked first, but we do know it, it was, was us who, who scorched, scorched the, the sky. sky. <laughs> Thank you, Morpheus. Like, that also went through my head here. Like, this is, <laughs> this is definitely post the Matrix at this point as well. Um, and so the whoa, <laughs> Justice League splits up into teams and each take Which a, is great. Like, okay, John Jones is like, we have to take, like, split up into teams. And Flash is like, ooh, 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 I'll go with the new girl. I'll go with the new girl. And then the next scene is him running across the ocean with the Green Lantern going, so not cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's not supposed to be cool, kid. Yeah. Uh, and everything. And it ends on the cliffhanger that they're trying to destroy a crystal that will cripple the, the, Mar- the White Martians' uh, attack. With Batman presumably dead, yeah, bat, yeah, bat. John Jones is like, I do not sense, I do not sense him anymore. Oh, Hera, and it ends on a cliffhanger that like, is Batman dead or not? Or presumably <laughs> Batman is dead. Yeah. And I love how in the third episode it opens up with like, we cannot panic or anything, and the broadcast is being done on TVs, and immediately it smash cuts to somebody ripping a TV out of a convenient or a. De- Department store of stealing TV, oh, yeah, 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 and and like I always thought it was like a really good joke. It kind of reminds me of RoboCop when the cops are like stop policing Detroit, and Detroit's literally ripping itself apart. Yeah, and I love the moment. There's like two kind of guys who you think would be bikers in any other situation. It's like, hey, there's people stuck in here, and Green Lantern. There's, there's kids stuck under here. Yeah, and Green Lantern um, helps. helps lift the rubble. Yeah. Um. They kind of well, at that point, Wonder Woman was seeing all the destruction and stuff like that, and saying like, "Well, may- maybe mankind doesn't like uh, does deserve like what wherever it gets to him." And John Jones goes, "Don't judge, don't judge him too harshly yet." And yeah, then that happens, and it's like, "Oh, okay, maybe there there is good here." Right. Um, and that's when like the music really starts to become pumping, and I love the moment here when the music for this series is just awesome. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure La La Land Records sells the CD, like, collected editions of the music. Kind of like how they sell the CDs of, like, the Batman animated series. And a lot of the Batman releases left from La La Land Records. The only thing I wish the La La Land Records were released, the music to La La Land. Because I thought that would just be apt. But I'm a loser like that. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. And something I realized, something with Green Lantern and this, these three parts specifically... Green Lantern, and like the one of the best things about Green Lantern as a character, when he uses his ring, 
He can create anything, depending on his imagination. Right. A lot of it in this three episodes is just like just a laser. Yeah. And I thought that was kind of lame. Well, if you read my review of the show, you uh, my reviews are just the series in general. I don't break it down episode to episode. But I do have some major problems, more problems with Green Lantern than I do with Superman. Even though I'm very quick Because he has to- no personality? What? Uh, Green Lantern. Green Lantern has zero personality. He has less he's, personality than Martian Manhunter. He's just... Hey. And he's playing with... I mean, no guy. offense, but he's the token black guy. He's the to- He's token. Yeah. I mean, he is there, and... Because it would just be a sea of white people. Otherwise. It would, yeah. I mean, it would probably... I don't want to be too harsh on him, but he's very bland. Um, whenever he does talk, it's very like, oh, we need to take charge here. I need to take charge here. Yeah. But then it's like, okay, but when push comes to shove, his ring conveniently runs out of juice. He's never prepared for a fight because his ring just keeps dying on him. Mm-hmm. And it's just he, – and he needs to be saved more than anyone else on the team. Right. And, and I, I do love the fact that because the longest time when people say Green Lantern, who's the first one that comes to mind? Uh, Hal Jordan. Hal Jordan. Now, I do think it's good because it just – for diverse – for diversity's sake, having Jon Stewart as a character and how this show was such a propelled that character into such a pop culture stratosphere, yeah, even more than the comics. No, I, I don't want to sound stupid here, but it, um, Jon Stewart, he would be a perfect fit for the just that Justice League format not because it does add some more variety. Yeah, and yeah, but I feel like the writers dropped the ball with him, right? And I do, and I, 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 I hope that we, we could find moments that we were able to kind of say, like, hey, this wasn't too bad, or hey, that wasn't too bad. However, it's just... It, there I is a like, moment further in the series um, when they travel back to World War II, which I do appreciate. I mean, he loses his powers, but he that, just because he lost his powers doesn't mean he has to quit fighting. Right. Which, we'll get to that when that episode comes. That, and also the Christmas episode. The Christmas episode, yes. Well, mm-hmm. that just episode was just great in general. Yeah, because it's written by the great Paul Dini. Yeah. We had we had to start wrapping our presents with lead paper, so so Clark can't see into him. Don't you mean Santa Claus did that, right, Clark? Yes, Clark, Santa. <laughs> and he's picking up, trying to look <laughs> into <Damnest> it. <laughs> um, <laughs> later on, we find out that Senator Carter is a Martian the whole time, <laughs> and it was it was his whole it was his plan the whole the whole time the whole the, the whole the whole time. Like in Mrs. Doubtfire, the whole time, did you get rid of nuclear weapons because then Earth's uh, nations would be defenseless against the oncoming horde of the White Martians. Yeah, and pretty much he, at, when he reveals this plan, he's already captured everyone. Yeah, and just, and tortures Martian Manhunter in a pretty violent way. Yeah, he like the mother brain of the White Martians comes and then just kind of like what? Whatever you say that word, mother brain, the second half. Comes? No, braid. I just think of Le Braid. Le Braid. <laughs> you know, it's not, it's not, um. I just finished writing my Teen Titans review, and the fifth season has Le Braid as, <laughs> as my character. I was fighting myself from write, like, writing Le Braid. You should put like, that, you it, should, I thought you could italicize that, too. It, bold italicize. No, I restrained myself. Oh, yeah, but no, the, 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 the mother and, like, the mother like brain the, character. Is, uh, the Imperium. Yeah, the Imperium comes and essentially penetrates. He does, it does. does penetrates uh, Martian the Manhunter just underneath his flesh, not fully through him, but underneath his flesh, so you can see the tentacles wriggling th- over his muscles under his skin, and, just, uh, and the rest of the team is 
is forced to watch this. Yeah, I'm surprised Wally West didn't throw up. Yeah. Like, I didn't want to have, like, the weakest stomach. I think Wally would. Yes. But, but guess what? Batman's, Batman's alive! <laughs> and Martian Man shielded his presence to everybody. Yeah, but then Batman's like, you know that crystal? Ha <laughs> ha, I reversed the ion uh, polarity of it. <laughs> and, not only that, shielded the motherfucker. Boosh. And I did write that, like, Batman lives as he reversed the polarity of the neutron flow and the words of Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's, yeah, and then... This episode could have been ended by two characters, Batman and Martian the Manhunter. Right, no, but it, but it actually is ended by Hawker and Wonder Woman, pretty much. They did they deliver the final blows as the Imperium tries to escape. True, but um, but the, but Earth being taken over, being the sun being blotted out. Um, this but the sun comes back after the ion the crystal thing uh, gets destroyed, melts away most of the yeah the white the white marshes are more allergic to the sun than gingers. How are they traveling through space? Shields, I guess. But can't they use the you shields on Earth? Being that means, but they they have to stay within the ships the entire time. Ground forces can get more than more than than the tripod. Uh, it's like that's why you have that guerrilla warfare. You need to have troops on the ground in order it, to it just it, it just like okay because in space the sun never sets. No, so it just uh... and they can never hear you scream in space either. Yeah, no. Space, the, the final, final frontier. Spock. Um, I love the moment where the Imperium brain tries to get into a ship and escape. One of them throws her lasso around it and just pretty much yanks it down by her strength. And Hawkgirl takes her mace and beats the ever living crap out of it. And it was such a f yeah moment. And I was like, oh, like I literally did a fist pump in the air yeah. when that happened. And I do realize something about Hawkgirl's uh, design. Especially with her red hair underneath her mm-hmm. Thanagarian uh, helmet. Very like Andrea Beaumont kind of hair. Yes, it is. It definitely seems like it, they took the model sheet from her. I mean, it, it, this show is very... Um, uh, Bruce Tim. Bruce Tim, thank you. Because he was a producer on the show. Yeah, so, I mean, all the designs are still Bruce Tim-like. Mm-hmm. So, it, it makes sense that her hair is like that like solid chunk. Yeah. It does get changed up in... Uh, uh, JLU, right? Yeah, JLU. Where it's more flowy and stringy. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, to defeat the White Martians, Batman reveals that he has a satellite where everybody can correlate and kind of, and kind of hang out or run their base operations. It's out called of. the Watchtower. And Batman I, says, like, I, like, I'll be there if you need me. You don't need to be part of the, of the team officially. And Wally's like, what, are we a bunch of super friends? I prefer the uh, Justice League. And I'm just Sounds like, corny. But I'm in. Yeah. And I was, I was like, oh, they got a Super Friends joke in there. And I loved it. <laughs> I love, I, they're on the Watchtower. And it's like, they're, they are decide to make the Justice League. And Martian Manhunter's not there. Yeah. And, and they go like, where is he? He was he helped save the Earth. And then it took them pretty much saying, like, your, your home is Earth now. Yeah. We need you. And he's like, hmm, I am touched. But I am honored at the same time. Right. And then he joins and so that ends the third the third episode of this three part of the opening of yeah. the series. Um, how do you feel as this as an opener to the series overall? I think it's a good opening. It okay. gets the general feel of what they're going to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, it introduces kind of like as the series goes on. I think they're going to address more and more characters as it goes, right? Because this is a very John Jones Superman Batman episode, right? So. Um, 
So as the series goes on, we're going to find out more about Hawkgirl, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, and Flash more. Mm. Um, if I remember right. Yes, it's very important. <laughs> important. They know, they know it's SpongeBob. Uh, I don't understand your accent. Oh, uh, why didn't you say so? Moving on. Um, <laughs> they um, never chase after a bus. Spacey winds going up at a 90 degree angle. Uh, no, but the show does justice to SpongeBob justice. podcast coming soon. Ju- <laughs> I'm not going to be a part of it. Uh, it Bullshit. <laughs> The show does justice to all the all the heroes on the show, except Hawkgirl. Right. We don't get Hawkgirl. We really don't understand Hawkgirl until the finale of the show. Really? Yeah. Because it's been a while since because you watched it more recently than me. So yeah, but and I feel but and Hawkgirl's kind of bland up until a certain point in the show where all of a sudden she's you're really like yeah yeah I can be I can get behind Hawkgirl. Mm. I still think Hawk Woman would be the more appropriate name for her because she's right. far from a girl. Yeah, we'll see that soon. I mean, I mean, <laughs> that, that, that's why like one of the biggest contentions, like people were saying, when the Supergirl TV series was starting on CBS and eventually went to CW, mm-hmm. that's one of the first things they addressed in the opening episode. Like, well, and like Kara is asking Miss Danners, who coined the phrase of Supergirl, "Why a girl? Like, why? I'm a girl. You're a girl." I have no problem with that name, and it's saying like we should be we should be okay with our femininity, yeah, and whatever phrase we choose, it's one that we choose to use, yeah, not be dictated by anybody. So I'm like, okay, at least they addressed it in that show, and they they made a valid point why she was called Supergirl. Yeah, yeah. this way it should be Hawk Woman. I really I think it should be Hawk Woman. Yeah, um, but going back to her, we see she has little quibs every now and then, which was one of my favorite ones in the show is with her and Flash. Um, but yeah, at a certain point, they're, uh, they're fighting, I think they're fighting a bunch of villains in an alternate dimension while helping Dr. Fate happen. Mm-hmm. And Solomon Grundy is kind of being used by the villains mm-hmm. and Hawkgirl actually rescues him. And Solomon Grundy is like, pretty much like, oh my God, like, well, not, oh my God, but like, you, you, just, you, just, you just saved, you right. just saved Grundy. Mm-hmm. Grundy likes Hawkgirl and Hawkgirl goes like, and Grundy needs to stay here. Well, Hawkgirl goes fights. <laughs> and it gives a little personality. And then when Solomon Grundy comes back, there's that connect, there's an established connection. You get more of Hawkgirl in there. Mm. And I just, I like that. I want more of that much faster than what the show is giving us. Right. Uh, because everyone else kind of was like, this is who they are a little bit faster. And Hawkgirl was just tantalizingly f- not enough. Right. We get enough more on the Christmas episode and then the series finale of Justice League mm. um, is when we get to know her, but it's on, on different circumstances. Right. Um, what would you say your favorite moment of this three-parter is? Of this three-parter? Um, you want to think I have mine already. Okay. Uh, you go first. I'll think of mine. It's the opening of the third episode when they realize they have to work as a team, and Wally races out in front of the tripod, throws a rocket to get its attention, and commit and works around it so it ends up blowing off its own mm-hmm. leg. I always thought that was really awesome. As well as the Hawk Girl and one would take down of uh, the Imperium ship. Yeah. Um I think my favorite moment Um I mean 
I mean, I always love the fact like, that Batman just comes through. Yeah. And so it's just like when Batman's like, oh my god, Batman's alive, and he just did stuff. Right. Like, uh, that's, it's corny, but it's like, you're Batman. Of course. Fuck you, I'm Batman. <laughs> uh, so that's, like, one of my favorite moments. But, like, the introduction of John Jones and, like, with Superman, like, Superman freeing him and Batman not fully trusting him. I like that aspect because it's so true to both characters that Superman just kind of, like, naively just, like, okay, we, we connected mentally. Mm-hmm. Like, he just, like, you know, raped my brain for a bit. And then it's like, oh, it's cool. You know, Batman's just like. Clark, listen to yourself. He raped your brain. He could rape my brain, but my brain is too strong for him. <laughs> he enters here. He's never coming out. I'll make sure of it. It's kind of like in during uh, speaking of like uh, Martian Manhunter and en- entering the minds of uh, certain characters. The minds of Moria. No, enter the minds. <laughs> the ma- the walls of Moria. Um, during the Grand Morrison JLA run, he. John Jones grabs a hold of Joker because Joker holds the key to the end of the story arc, and Martian Manhunter rewires his brain to be just like the Joker's in order to understand him. Ooh. And like he, ha- it, it's hard for him to come back. And, and once he snaps out, he, he's just like, it was one of the most terrifying things he ever experienced oh, was to be yeah. able to have the, that kind of thought process going on and being mentally connected with him. Which was it was a fascinating part of that story. That right? sounds amazing, but horrifying. Yeah, it was. Because uh, then Batman's probably freaking out, like "fuck." Well, at least I can stop you with a book of matches. Yeah, and the the funny, the funny thing is, like, it's kind of the corporate takeover of the JLA, where like Luke Lex Luthor like hires a bunch of like villains to stop him, including Mirror Master, and that's what and Mirror Master um, uh, gets uh Switches sides because of uh, Batman, like, gives him a lot of money, like, bribes him pretty much. Yeah. And so Mirror Master, like, turns on them at the very last second. And and I love it. Like, how did you get him to do that? Never. Uh, the line is, like, never underestimate the compassion of a Scotsman. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, and of course, all the speech bubbles for Mirror Master are very, as a very Scotch brogue to his uh, dialect. Right. Um, within this uh, three-parter, who's the standout character for you? Uh, it would be John Jones. It's really so, John Jones's story. Yeah, and he gets the most. He gets the most screen time. He gets the big flashback and everything. Mm-hmm. I think, and that's something I think we will explore in each story arc. Who has this? Who's the standout character? Yeah, I mean, it, there's a lot of characters to go through. I mean, once we get just as if we get to Justice League Unlimited, then that's like almost impossible. Yeah, that's gonna be. Like, <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, the John Jones is a standout because we find out we really find his or we know who he is. Yes, and why he's here on Earth. Mm-hmm. So I like I and I like him. I really honestly do like John Jones in a lot of like renditions of. How, different ways he's ever wherever he's portrayed right um this one is how i was introduced to him mm. i knew of him before but i never read a comic with him and then this is my introduction to john jones when i was first watching him as a kid yeah uh later on like uh justice league doom you gotta know him uh justice league uh new frontier young justice he was on and then the weird weirdest rendition of them all was uh batman brave and the bold where he has this obsession with cookies. Well, because that is a thing started, I think, in Justice League International. Really? Where he's obsessed with Oreos. Really? That's where it started from. Ah. And I'm reading the comic. I'm a, I'm at my night job, and like I finished it. I finished like like a, uh, an issue. Did my shift, driving home. I'm passing at Seven Eleven. I pulled off. <laughs> it's eleven thirty night. Just to buy Oreos. 
And I bought Oreos so I could read the next issue. And I ate Oreos while I was reading the next issue because I'm like – and I think that's why I, I, I texted you and Nikki about the Ships Ahoy and Oreos. That's why. That's okay. why. Okay. Because I was like, this is a very random. As if the, any other topic that we bring up in that chat is ever linear. It's a little bit more like Harry Potter central. But – Yeah. But of course, but that's, like, that's – like I asked them like, which do you prefer, Oreos or uh, Chips Ahoy? Yeah. I, I, re- I think I responded Oreos. And Nikki's like, it was Chewy uh, Chips Ahoy. Yeah, which I'm, like, very upset about. Because if it's not Oreos, it has to be the cri- the crunchy Chips Ahoy cookies. <sighs> All three are chemical, just pure chemicals. Of course. But, yeah, in ranking order, Oreos, crunchy co- uh, chocolate chip cookies, and soft, cookie, uh, soft cookies. And I know for a damn fact that jo- John Jones prefers the crunchy Chips Ahoy because whenever he's eating them in Batman Brave and the Bold, there is a crunch noise with them. <laughs> so suck it, viewers, readers, listeners, whatever you are. I love you. <laughs> on the note, if you want people to follow you on social media... We're over with- already? Yeah, well, the episode's done. What? Yeah. What? No. no! I'm so used to, like... Us going on for another two hours? Eight-hour shows! Yeah, I know, but I'm saying, like, these are going to be a lot quicker, and we're going to bang them out, because we have 12 story arcs to get... Get it on. To get done with the first season, and hopefully we can get this whole... At least the Justice League series done by November. Mm-hmm. And if it's, like, episodes this length, I don't think that should be a problem. Okay. So... Uh, if you want to follow me, you can find me on DW, uh, dwdrawings.dvnart.com where uh, you find my artwork with his, the Potter ca- with the Pottercast comics. Uh, my reviews are up. Uh, recent one is Teen Titan, the Teen Titans review on that page. Plus my my short original story, Tentacles, for Summertime Horror is up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also go head over to cartoonbinge.blogspot.com. Uh, my review of uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood is up on that one. Nice. Yeah. If you want to follow me on social media, you can follow me on Twitter at TimothyRooney2. Follow my Instagram at TRooney1012. My YouTube and Facebook page under the same banner Through the Lens Productions where our latest short film Cat Call is up. We have a bunch of stuff in the works. Hopefully I'm working on a film noir for the Film Riot Monday Challenge that's mm-hmm. going to be going on. That will be going up by July, mm-hmm. as well as a bunch of stuff, and hopefully starting to work on a feature film that would be coming out hopefully within the next year. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so there's a lot to look forward to. And so, Dakota, thank you for being a part of this and the start off of a new series of episodes here on Anything Goes talking about Justice League. Thank you, Tim. I'm very excited. Of course. Oh, yes. Oh, you sound so thrilled. So thrilled. Thank you for listening, everybody, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye!